And welcome everybody to the I'd Like a Refund podcast. My name is Cameron. I'm one of the hosts. And we I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. While I was doing that, you know how like sometimes your mind just kind of goes on autopilot? I almost said yep. I'm your tour guide and we're gonna have a great time today. Um <clears throat> I have migraine Damn, today. Two things that would be false. Yeah. <laughs> um I have a migraine today, so I'm kind of warming up. I spent most of the day sleeping. Um, but anyway, we we heard one of our other hosts talk, and his name is Joel. Joel, how are you doing today? I was good until about three seconds ago when all of a sudden my internet that's been fine while we were talking before the show decided to start being really choppy. So hopefully that's just going to clean itself up right now. Um, besides that, I'm doing well. Yeah, we can really tell in the video feed. At least I can. I don't know what you're Ryan. Oh, is it because I look? Is it? I look ugly right now, huh? Because that no, is the only standard. reason why. Yeah. Because oh. typically you look hot as, you know. Sometimes I actually am really hot in here. Okay. Physically, um, but we should okay. probably introduce the 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 guy who always seems like he's hot, considering the uh, lack of garment. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> sometimes I run. Sometimes I'm high. Sometimes I'm scared of you. But all I really want is to hold you tight. It's great to be here. That's really cute. Thank you. I, I came up with that. at the beginning of the podcast. I came up with that. Nice. Don't let Britney Spears tell. tell you otherwise. Okay. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> That's her best song. Hollywood girl. I will fight people that try to tell me that Lucky's not her best song. That is her best song. Sam, Please continue. Sam would agree. Good. Rightfully so. Um, yeah. Sam's made a lot of great choices in the last couple of days. So She has. Well, that's debatable. Uh, Cameron. How does it feel to be outshined by your uh, <clears throat> girlfriend on oh. the Warner Brothers Instagram? Well, <clears throat> so here's what I I'm got, hold say. On, I gotta, let me preface this actually really quick. Cameron has had a handful, and I mean a, like a, a large handful, of like Mike Wazowski moments on the uh, Warner Brothers Studio Tour <laughs> Instagram. Like it'll be like, hey guys, take a look at this tree, and then way in the back it's like, there's Cameron. <laughs> and it's happened countless times. Um, and then Cameron, why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, and then Joel texts me something. He's like, I forget exactly how you said it, but like, look who's more popular than you or something like that. Um, <clears throat> and it was my girlfriend Paola um, doing a little friends gig, uh, a little friends video in the friends set, and <clears throat> I was like, God, she even tell me about this. Uh, that she did it and I found out <laughs> that this is not the only one it's gonna be the first part in a three-part series oh wow yeah so she oh, wow. she, she got signed <clears throat> to a limited series while you're still in the background yeah now okay I I'm gonna I'm gonna announce something that I think is pretty exciting and oh boy I am probably gonna be featured well oh I think I know what you're about to say on the TikTok. Oh, God. That's not what the, I thought you were going to say. <clears throat> what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to be in the Leslie Iwerks series in the in the newest <laughs> episode coming out this week. Oh, I wish. It's all done. All the episodes are out. 
Are they? I just checked yesterday. How many? Is, is it just the... It's just what four. Is it, four episodes? Oh, I thought, yeah. she was, I thought it was six. My no, good pal Leslie Iwerks, who in my last week of working at Warner Brothers, I showed her around the lot and prep for this. So that was exciting. Was... Um, I better be in the you special watch, thanks. Did you watch... I only the watched the first two. Oh, okay. I only watched the first two. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. the other two yet. Um, guys, I have two <clears> notes here. I wasn't um, finished with my story about... Oh, I thought you were done. Well, no. So I'm going to be featured on the TikTok. I know this because I was working Dispatch, which for those of you who don't work at Warner Brothers, which is most of you. Everyone's thrilled about this. That's where you go get the carts. We just got brand new carts, and I was the person who went and got them, and I was the first person to drive the new cart. And so they took a video of me driving it. And they had me act like I was smelling the cart for the first time. This is very weird. Um, smelling? Smelling, yeah. With smelling your, with the your cart, nose. yeah. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> Ryan said, fuck this. <laughs> Ryan dipped. He um, left. Um, but, so I will be featured on the TikToks. Wait, so they're going to show you on the TikTok for driving a new cart, but when Ryan got to drive the Batmobile, <clears throat> nobody bats an eye. No pun intended. <laughs> Ryan, did you actually drive the Batmobile? That's correct, yes. I don't think he's telling the truth. Why would well, two of us lie to you? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it was the one that we have access to, the tour cart. That's the Batmobile tour cart. Oh, I drove okay, that gotcha. one. Oh, yeah, that thing, those cards handle like crap. Yeah, well, I handled it like a champ. <laughs> Always does. <laughs> um, I, right, I, I, I just have about? two things. I just got two notes at the top, and then I'll I'll be out of the way for if you guys have anything. Um, the two notes here I got are nuggets and hot beans. Um, so I'm going to start at the top. This first one is just kind of a testament to how people think of me at work, um, and so I just wanted to kind of bring that to the show. But basically, I was over in my little area uh, where the rest of the marketing team sits, and this one guy from the customer service department, he's pretty shy, he comes around the corner and, like, I swear, it was, like, under his breath, he's like, Joel? And I'm like, yeah, what's up, dude? And he pulls from behind his back, a McDonald's back, and he says, I was told you would want chicken nuggets, and he handed me the bag, and he said, I got these for free, and it was just a six-count nuggets, and he didn't want them, and he said rumor had it that I would be the guy who'd want to eat the nuggets so apparently everyone at work just knows I'm like a garbage disposable and if like they need to bring any food around uh, I'm wow. the guy so that was pretty exciting for me the second one not so exciting okay hot beans you guys know bean boozled yes so like you the know the, the jelly ones? belly thing well they, yeah. there's a harry potter and then there's like the regular bean boozled Oh, I didn't um, realize that they're regulars. It's like a it's like a Jelly Belly branded item. Yeah. Bean Boozled. And normally the way Bean Boozled works is it's like you spin the wheel and you land <clears> on a <throat> color and then the color is, oh, it's either green apple or it's vomit, right? Okay. So, yeah. yeah, there's a good there's a good one and a bad one for each color. So this guy brought in today Bean Boozled the Fiery Five. And it's Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. But instead of it being like good flavor and like a nasty flavor they were all hot flavors there was no good side to this they were just all hot and the, you just spun the wheel to see which hot one you got <clears throat> and so of course I landed on the hottest one which was the Carolina Reaper one guys I, we talked about this on the show I did the Pocky hot chip challenge right this individual jelly bean messed me up more than the Pocky hot chip really like I, I didn't like I, I feel fine now 
Um, I didn't like throw up or anything at work, but for about 10 minutes, I was sweating. My mouth was burning. I felt like I needed to throw up. I was like, my nose was running. This little jelly bean was one of the hottest things I've ever eaten in my life. And I was insanely uncomfortable for like 10 minutes. Um, and so I'm going to see about buying them so you guys can also try them. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you, though. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> no, you I appreciate it. Try it. <clears throat> I'm going to say something controversial, or maybe not. Uh, jelly Belly, pretty mid-tier jelly bean, to be perfectly honest. Um, over the years, they have dropped <laughs> down because Starburst Jelly Bean Correct. is the top-tier jelly bean. They're the um, yeah, absolutely. Starburst is... The best one. It's, it's and so Cameron good. grew up next to the Jelly Belly factory. I did, and God, I hate that place. Um, <laughs> I will say though, uh, Juicy Pear by Jelly Belly, that flavor alone, I think beats all of Starburst Jelly Beans. Yeah, but that's but, the pro- The problem with the Jelly Belly bag is like there's like <clears throat> 18 different flavors. So if there's one good one, you get like three maximum, and then it's over. I like those places that you go where it's like, it's just like tubes of the different flavors. You can just kind of fill the bag. Oh, yeah. I mean, similar to like, uh, what's the, it's sugar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of being able to pour out whatever you want, have you guys heard about the, uh, I don't remember the exact name of it. Uh, Let's see. Let me see if I can quickly Google it. I'm trying to see one of these in person. Yes. Heinz Remix. You guys aware of this? I'm assuming it's like a condiment type thing. Yeah, it's like the Coke freestyle except sauces. So like you can go like, oh, I want ranch dressing mixed with barbecue sauce and uh, buffalo sauce. Oh, isn't this like an automated machine thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like like pick it and it squirts the like all the sauces into a cup Mm -hmm. and then it like shakes the cup up in this little like machine and then it gives you your own custom sauce. I really want to see one of these. Well, where is um, where is that one, the test run one located? Where is that? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. Because I've seen the video. It's somewhere here in the U.S. I just don't know where. I think I remember seeing that there was one like on the East Coast, probably like New York or something like that, uh, or possibly Pittsburgh, considering it's Heinz. Um, that would make sense, actually. But, but yeah. What are the? Uh, if you could mix two sauces together, what two sauces would you mix together? Just two. Yeah, um, just two. We're starting small. Barbecue and something else. Maybe barbecue and honey mustard. I had a honey Ooh, mustard barbecue the other day. That's a fun combo. That sounds really yeah. good. Yeah, honey mustard, super underrated condiment. Oh, I yeah, love myself. What would you guys mustard. do, Ryan? Ryan, the, Ryan, you'd mix probably buttermilk ranch with classic ranch, right? Uh, yeah, just to match my skin tone. Yeah. Do you really like hey. ranch, Ryan? No, I hate ranch. Remember, Cameron, we, did a whole we had episode an entire episode on this of ranch. Yeah, like two months ago. <laughs> All right, Cameron, or both of you guys, what, what would you actually, what two sauces would you mix? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like ketchup and mayonnaise is just a no-brainer. I mean, because that's the thing that people do all the time. <laughs> I It's so gross to me. Don't they like just that sell that? that? Isn't that a thing already? Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. I made smash burgers the other day, and so I had like make my own burger sauce, and like mixing the ketchup and the mayo like grossed me out. But I mean, most most sauces are mayo based. That's anyway. so yeah. uh-huh. that's so crazy because you like spread. Oh no! I, I trust me, I love it. And the the burger sauce I made, it was great. <clears throat> and I'm sure mixing ketchup, you know, the mayo chip or whatever people call it, like would be good. But the visual of mixing the oh, like gotcha. bright red ketchup with the super white 
mayo. It's just it's gross to look at. Like it, once it's mixed it's together, yeah, like it's, it's fine. But the the two separate sense. entities first getting started, it really grosses me out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what would I do? Uh, I think it would be fun to do like a like a sweet chili with like a like a sriracha. Even though sriracha mm. is like on a national shortage right now, you can't buy it anywhere, um, which is bullshit as far as i'm concerned uh but yeah that would be fun that'd be good there was a sriracha jelly bean well they should milk they should milk the sriracha jelly beans to start bottling the sauce again i know that's how that works milk the beans the uh, sriracha factory is over like kind of where i used to live oh can you go over there i can try yeah go over there and see what's going on it hasn't been i went to i was at walmart the other day um and I was trying it. We were there for something. I don't remember. And I was like, I don't see the sriracha anywhere. <laughs> and um, my friend asked the woman that was working there. I was like, excuse me, can you tell us where the sriracha go- is? And she goes, you have to find it. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, <laughs> great. Uh, and, and I was it's like, that's why I don't shop. That's why I don't shop at Walmart. <laughs> it's just like, I just no help whatsoever. That's so it's funny. Just, it's all yeah. about the chase. The chase meridian. Yeah. It's all about the Hamiltons, baby. I saw Alexander Hamilton's grave when I was in New York. Really? That's, a fake, that's his fake grave. No, it's not. It's real. No, it's fake. No, he's it's not real. buried there. He is. No, he's not. I asked Eliza. Like Thornberry? Yes. Oh. That's a sad job for someone that can talk to animals. Angelica Eliza! Oh my god. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. That's really bad. Um, Ryan, Ryan, what are you up to? Oh, okay. What am I up to? Yeah, what have you been up to lately? Camera can go. I don't. I don't have any fun work stories like you guys do because I have no work currently. (laughs) We're in. We're we officially approved as SAG-AFTRA to strike at the end of the month. So yeah, that um, we voted. It was like ninety ninety seven point eight percent or something like that of us voted to strike. Um, we can negotiate until the end of the month and then we're officially on strike. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what productions look like if that happens, because if you're still shooting things that essentially, cause right now, you know, the writers aren't on sets for things that are shooting and they can work around that, but you kind of need the actors on set to shoot. So, um, we'll see if it leads to a lot of picket line crossing and, or a shutdown of production. It's gonna be one of the two. We'll see what happens. I, um, crossing, I like the idea of an actor crossing a picket line during the strike, and just in general, if you want to work in the industry, crossing a picket line is like the fastest way to just demolish your career. Ball, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have. Um, I have services that like book me for things, and they are in contact with us, and they're like, "Hey, like, so do you want to go off service if this goes official at the end of the month?" I was like, "Yeah, I have to." Yeah. Because otherwise, like people will know. Like they might not know if like little old me crosses a picket line, but I'm not going to leave that to any chance. So, yeah. Um, Ryan, did you already order a hat that says "I'm the three percent"? I voted for it, so I did not <laughs> order that. I was like voted like the first day it was available. I was ready to go. I'm just buck. I'm just buckling in, ready for whatever's going to happen over the next couple of months. So. uh so yeah, any other future well, all updates? Your big genre be- all your, your big genre geeks bucks should be coming in, right? Or- I don't make any money from them yet, um, which is a conversation we'll have to have. Whoa, like any, spoiler any- alert. Have we not talked about this already? Oh, um, 
Well, anyway, uh, but yes, I note, need to for, neg- note for future Joel, edit yeah. that out. I need to negotiate my fee with them uh, if they're going to keep having me on so much. Um, Maybe uh, I should quit my job so I can also do that. What? Go on Genre Geeks? Yeah. Also, to, to be fair, I didn't quit my job. I didn't, I'm didn't. i not saying you quit your job. I mean, like... I understand, I all, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, let's all do it. Cameron won't even reply to their text messages. And you want him to go on their show? <laughs> what text messages? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was just Instagram messages, actually. Cameron, your eyes look so blue right now. Really? Top of it up and die. Looking real Aryan right now. Um, wow, Jesus Christ. Jesus, okay. What's been going on recently, um, actually? Has <clears throat> anything been going on? Like, I don't really have any, like, updates, like, like content-wise or anything like that, so... What what have we had going on recently? Well, what's just what with anything going on is your hair. Your hair looks phenomenal. Mine? Yeah, I'm yeah. growing it out uh, again because I just want to see. I have a style I want to go for, but it's not it's not long enough on the top yet for me to. You cut, going for the Jason the Bateman? Uh, like his one in air. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good that's a good style. I don't have it long enough yet um, to go for that. That's kind of what I had. During quarantine, I, I don't think mm-hmm. I think it was cut by the time you saw me. Cameron might have seen it early in quarantine, but he probably doesn't remember because it was like three years ago. But um, well, I had I it pretty know. long then. I kind of had it like that length back then, and it was pretty. It's pretty cool. I liked it. It was a nice little flow I had going on there. Um, so we'll see. I got time. I can let it keep growing. I don't have to cut it until I uh, get back to work. So, uh, Cameron, I feel like we keep kind of clipping you there. What what you got going? <clears throat> Well, I, I mean, I officially signed my lease for my new place this week. Um, so, be moving July 1st. Finally have somewhere you can actually use the bathroom at. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, right? I'm very excited about that. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much been it. You know, I delivered some pizzas to the strike today. Um, Where did you go? Where were you? Uh, WB. Oh, I wasn't at WB. Where were you at today? I was at Paramount today. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at uh, WB, and every Thursday I've been dropping... Well, I've been trying to drop off every Thursday. I haven't done it every Thursday, but trying to drop off some pizzas um, at, at the line. And, uh, what do you think pizza? about dropping off like a salad or maybe a, you know, a burger or some wings? No, or- dude, writers eat like shit. Like, they eat shitty food because they're up till, like, 4 well, in the morning. It was funny so. because today as I was dropping them off, someone it, someone donated. I mean, it was crazy. There was, like, a whole spread of sandwiches from Mendocino Farms. Ooh, I was going to say, you got to show spot. up with Mendocino Farms or good some spot. Cava or some any of those, like, bowl-type plate lemonade. Yeah, sweet, like sweet green. These Sweet green. These are just, like, these are the writer's room, like, meals. It's like, it's here's their bowl go-tos, of slop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's easy we, to put together. We got 20 bowls from this restaurant. Just pick whatever's there. It, it was pretty funny because I was like, okay, one of these sandwiches costs as much as each pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, I had Mendocino Farms on Tuesday and it was it's so good dollars for my sandwich. I've actually Mendocino never been so there good. before. Is it good? Oh, it's fantastic. It's very good. Yeah, fantastic. Top tier, good. Top tier sandwich place. I've been going. That's where to... I had the uh, honey mustard barbecue. Oh, nice. I've been just, going to just that on bread. Yeah, Urbane Cafe for um, mm. a few times. Ryan, have you That's been there? That's a good spot. I have. Yeah. Yeah, they just it's pretty new in Burbank. Um, where is it in Burbank? 
It's like right on the edge of Burbank and North Hollywood over by, oh. you know, where like the Popeye's and CVS and there's like that fish restaurant there. Oh, the Popeye's we used to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Right across from yeah. Prime Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right there in that shop. Oh, center. okay. Because I used uh, to go to the one uh, on the west side all the time for work. So um, I left. I didn't know there was one over here now. That place is yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. I, I go there too often because uh, I really I really like their salads. The barbecue chicken salad is really good. There's one in my house. I should go try it. Before we move off of this, I need to know, where do you get the pizza from when you bring it to the strike? Oh, it's just Costco pizza. So uh, Good man. The, good man. For the, yeah, for the, for the first week, um, I bought all the pizzas myself. And was planning mm. on doing that for, you know, the rest of the strike. Uh, but there was someone on Twitter, her name's Jess, and she posted, and they are buying, she put together this fund on Venmo, and they raised something like $8,000. And they're buying five pizzas every single day for every... Um, every strike so ryan if you've had any costco pizza out at uh uh paramount um it's been Mm. her uh i've seen i mean there's been food and stuff there whenever i go yeah Um, so so now i've just been delivering it saves me a little bit of money uh um but yeah she's raised like eight thousand dollars it's pretty insane Mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome yeah good uh nice little thing the little community they have going on at the different locations and like we're supposed to, like, well, not supposed to, but we're encouraged to go to like specific ones every week. But gotcha, I yeah. think it's good to like spread it out, because um, I like I'll drive by Universal sometimes and I'll see like six people and it's like oh like, <laughs> be nice yeah. if there was like a huge group of people at each one. And I know like they've had like themed ones recently, yeah, which have been interesting. Um, I think it was like I think at Disney the other day it was like an Indigenous peoples like strike what writers thing over there and yeah there was another one over at wb i think the other day dude there um, was pride the other day and yeah there's a pride one crazy busy yeah yeah i saw that i saw some videos of that one um and yeah that's the strike tea for right now um, um i have I, I don't know about you guys i have something i kind of want to talk about yeah okay so uh apple was it ww DC, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that just happened, um, and there are a couple things I want to talk about. First, um, 15 inch MacBook Air, uh, which um, I'm excited about. I mean, I just got my MacBook Air. Uh, it was about two years ago now. Uh, love that thing, um, but uh, like how small it is, but definitely with like a couple of more inches. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Um, right. note for future Joel tag that <laughs> yeah I realized as I said it how bad that was going to be for me um, but I think uh, the, obviously the big thing that most people are talking about coming out of the Apple event is the Apple Vision Pro which is this VR headset that is with technology wise completely surpasses and is much more expensive uh, than anything we've seen on the market. Um, previously, I think like the, cause um, 
Facebook released like the Oculus Pro or something like that. That was like fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, there's like the Quest, which is these very you know. 250 $300 models and you you know I think there were rumors that Apple was going to th- kind of throw its uh you know throw its name into the into the um the rink but uh I don't think anyone thought that it would be $3,500 uh product that they would be releasing um so I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on this product. Um, I'll keep mine short and simple, um, and then Joel can go. He's more of a techie guy than I am. I don't think there's... I, I mean, I hope this is wrong. Um, I don't think there's any point in the near future span of my life where I will have the disposable income necessary to purchase this item. Um, therefore, for that reason, I am out. <laughs> Okay, sure. Shark Tank music. <laughs> dun, um, dun, dun, dun. From a tech standpoint, insane. That's it crazy. Phenomenal. It is very exciting to see stuff like this being developed. Um, I know Apple gets a lot of flack from a lot of people. Oh, like, they Android's had this for years. Like, whatever. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> when Apple releases something, they release it because they know they're ready at that point. You know what I mean? They're not just throwing stuff out there. Uh, the price point bonkers it is insane uh casey neistat had a good point though that i think is correct and pretty accurate if you look at a lot of apple's previous products i think this 3500 price tag is here this is brand new tech this is the top of the line no one's doing it like us people who want this and want it now are gonna pay that price right yeah all those people who buy it are going to give feedback. This is things that we like. These are things we don't like. You know, like Apple is going to learn so much from this first wave of people that's willing to spend the money on this. And then after that, they'll develop, you know, second and third generation rubber and the price is slowly going to get a little bit more reasonable. I can't see it dropping sub two, right? I think it's still going to be fairly expensive, but it'll become a bit more manageable. Um, I don't think... I don't think we're quite within five, maybe even 10 years of this becoming like a, I don't want to say required, but a, a technology that you start seeing everybody have. Yeah. But I would say within the next 15 or 20 years, it is going to be so much more readily available. You're going to start seeing so many other third parties starting to kind of come out with this tech and, and, uh, you know, bring it to a much more consumer level. Uh, but I think, you know, just the fact that what they came out with and kind of showed us like, hey, this is the capabilities of this. Like, it's really exciting. And, you know, like Ryan said, probably don't have the uh, income for that right now. But in three or four years, if there's a, you know, $2,000 version of it and, you know, I have the means, I totally would get one, you know. Can we, um, uh, can we clarify for the audience and also maybe for me, um, what is the actual like if you had to say like there's like one like function that this thing does what would you say that function is well um i so joe i don't know if because i i i'm really interested in this product obviously not for like i'm like oh i'm going to be able to go out and buy this i mean this is literally like <laughs> half a year of pay for me um oh but, my god half yeah. a year i know that's how much they pay us as tour guides um you're not <laughs> eric's eric's already upset yeah um 
but I think like the the tech here is really fascinating, and I think there. And I'm going to talk about this in a moment, but I think that there's some things that are very very cool with it. Um, but like I watched a couple of videos on it, and there's kind of like three different. Um, there's kind of three different uh, aspects of it. There's like the computing. So there's like the computing aspect, and part of the computing aspect is like. Uh, unlike like a Apple watch where it's like you, you don't have access to like you need an iPhone or something to like really you know get the mm-hmm. whole uh, prop use of the product um, the the Apple Vision Pro is a standalone product obviously like there are some cool things like if you're you know on your MacBook if you look down on it at, at your MacBook and then look up it'll take what's on your MacBook and put it into you know kind of this screen on the uh, on your Apple Vision Pro which I think is awesome but like as a whole uh, the product is standalone so it's a computer in which you know you can surf the web you can you know make um, you know PowerPoint you can do um, all, all that kind of stuff on there. Uh, then there's the kind of the content aspect of it. And, and this is the aspect that I am incredibly excited for. And I think like once you get past the fact that this is not for consumer, you know, you know, consumers like you and I, the first generation, um, and that, that's just how Apple has been in general. I mean, you look at like the early iPhones, ridiculously expensive for what they mm-hmm. did right yeah um and then as time goes on as joel was saying these things get cheaper and cheaper and the tech gets better and better and then it gets to the point where you know you don't need the newest one to be i mean i've still got my like iphone 11 or 12 and they're on like what like 14 15 right now and like it's still you know it still works quite well and you know they've gotten to a point where it's almost diminishing returns you're like every remember how it used to be an iphone when they released the next one it like changed everything and now it's like oh you know it's got uh uh a better camera and the refresh rate is better on the screen and we call it iphone 15x pro and so you're like okay well you you know those (laughs) 24.0 megapixel cameras (laughs) Get ready for 24.1. Yeah, literally. Um, But, and so, like, obviously right now it's not something I see, uh, like, consumers buying for content. But this is the thing I'm most excited about because, like, right now, the only way to really get the theater experience is by going to a movie theater. And the technology, based off of what it looks like, and I I, I know that other other ones... um, hypothetically can achieve this um but the thing about the apple vision pro is that it has the highest quality screens that have ever been put inside of a vr headset and at like over 4k uh screens per eye and like that's crazy Right, that's crazy, and I am like I imagine like you know because like you can set the screen in as big as you want, and like for me, I think this is kind of revolutionary um, because it's like the closest you can get to having a theater experience in your own home, which I think is amazing um, for all different reasons. You know, for the consumer, for disabled users not who aren't able to go to the theater. If they do, it's you know really a hard thing for them to do. Um, 
I, I think that's that's really cool. Uh, they showed some of the applications with like the Disney uh, yeah. app, where like you're watching and you know you're watching the Mandalorian, and you know you look up and uh, the planet they're on. There's like something where you can go and you click on it and you can like explore it for yourself. You know, with the headset. Obviously, this is all marketing stuff, and who knows what will actually happen when it comes out. But um, I think it's a very, very, very cool. Um, very very cool um step forward for this con i mean and then that's not even taking in i mean i was talking about this with a friend the other day and uh the idea of just the more popular and the more like you know like everyone has an iphone now then like we might start seeing new forms of media like films that are in 360 which i think would be amazing i mean the possibilities you could do they already have those it's called king kong 360 3d that's true they they do have that right um and obviously those are kind of a gimmick right now but i think you know you you have you give artists tools to do something they can absolutely come up i mean alfonso coron did a, a um completely mm -hmm. 360 uh vr uh short film so um and then there's the communication aspect of it, and that's you know um, FaceTime, which the FaceTime thing is a little weird. I'm not a fan of how they implement the FaceTime. They like take a 3D scan of your face, yeah. and it's like a 3D Pixar version of you that does the talking when you're on FaceTime with someone, uh, which is I think weird. Um, and then like it's got like a 3d camera in it um and um you know that kind of thing so right now just 3500 dollars uh makes sense for the average consumer absolutely not uh for what it offers but this is apple we're talking about right they constantly are putting out some of the best products i mean i my family hated apple we never used any apple products as soon as i started using apple products i'm like why didn't i start using these earlier they're so high quality and Apple brings something to products that other companies don't, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I think it's exciting. Obviously, you know, ri ridiculously expensive. Won't be buying one till it gets much, much cheaper. Uh, but I think it's a very cool piece of tech. Hundred uh, percent. Guys, either of you have anything else before we kind of move on to the next bit here, or we all good? Cameron, your heart's ticking louder than normal. Yeah, He's I know. passionate about that uh, Apple Vision <laughs> Pro. All right, folks, we'll be right back after a quick word from our quote-unquote sponsor. This episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast is brought to you by Popple, the number one selling digital business card. Now, as we all know, so much of our personal and professional lives these days exists online. So being able to share that information as quickly and efficiently as possible is key. And with Popple, it couldn't be easier. So like with a quick tap of your Popple device, so for instance, I have a Popple card, all of your contact info is instantly shared to whoever you're connecting with. So you just kind of tap it against their phone and it shares your customizable homepage that has links to your social media, websites, portfolios, and one of my favorites, even payment apps. So let's say I just went and got a burrito with my friends. I paid for everybody. I'm like, hey, you got to pay me for that burrito. I tap my card. All my links come up. They can click right there on my Venmo and they could share me that burrito money. So if you're interested in grabbing yourself a popple, which I highly recommend because these things are freaking great, whether you're using it for personal use, professional use, 
Use our code of ILAR20 for 20% off of your Popple orders. That's I-L-A-R, all caps, 20 for 20% off your Popple order. Or go to our bio. We've got a link in our bio. You'll see a little Popple thing in our link tree. That'll take you right to the page. Thank you again, Popple. And now back to the show. All right, guys. So this week is my week. And the thing I'm bringing to the table, I will say up front, does have a handful of you know, exceptions to it. So it's not like a super broad stroke and hopefully I can kind of hone in on what exactly it is I'm trying to, mm-hmm. what it is I specifically don't like. Um, and I'm really curious to hear what you guys think, especially Cameron. Um, oh, okay. But, <laughs> well, no, because I know Cameron indulges in this. I don't know how much you do, Ryan. Um, I'm not a and, big hentai fan. That is and that true. That is okay. So you're actually dead. <laughs> oh, am I close? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no, my refund this week, and I changed it. I added a word at the beginning, right before the show, is current reality TV. Mm. Okay. Now, again, I know Cameron watches a handful of reality shows. Ryan, I'm not so sure about you. I've never really heard you talk about it. Um, I'll definitely, obviously, hear your thoughts here in a little bit. The thing I want to kind of try and make clear, exception-wise, is like, I mean reality shows, like, specifically, because it's a hot topic right now, like Vanderpump Rules, um, The Kardashians, right? Stuff like that. Reality game shows, Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother even, like, stuff like that. whatever I don't have any issue with because it's like it's like a game show right like it's there is competition happening and whatnot but these shows like Vanderpump Rules and you know the Kardashians and all these other stuff even stuff like you know I I I know it goes against exactly what you said with like game show aspects of things but like even like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette I think you know are pretty stupid Um, but I don't know it's just I see all these shows coming out and it's like every every week there's like a new reality TV show that comes out that is so niche and I just don't understand why we have to keep going down this rabbit hole, especially with, with the streaming services, right? You go on Netflix and you open it up and it's like, hey, have you tried watching Jewish matchmaking? No? Well, if that's not your cup of tea, how about Indian matchmaking, right? And it's just like it just goes down the list and it's all these shows. It's like, why do I care? Like, And it's going to sound like such a salty thing for me to bring up because it's just me saying like I don't like this and I think it's stupid that other people like it but I just really don't understand people's what draws people to these shows and I'm going to keep going back to Vanderpump Rules because like I said it's such a hot topic right now I feel like everywhere I go we walked into a restaurant earlier for lunch at work and the people in front of us were all talking about it and and it's not just like women you know like everyone is talking about this show the other day I was on Twitter and a friend of mine who I had no clue watches it was tweeting all about it and the tabloids are talking about it and, and you know all the different social media it's trending and all this stuff and I'm like I don't understand why you people are so invested in these other people's lives and in these shows especially when as much as they want to play it off as reality you can really feel how much of it is scripted and I don't know I just feel like when reality TV kind of first got started or was really kind of catching its stride, you know, early, mid-2000s and on, I feel like it felt so much more real than a lot of the stuff we're getting now, where it feels like 
this is a scripted TV show that we're playing off as quote unquote reality. And again, the, everyone gets so involved and I mean, whatever, maybe it's like a TV show and you, you're treating these people like characters, but I know it just, it, it feels so odd to me that people are so invested in these shows and will literally spend hours and hours going down these rabbit holes of theories and, you know, here's my breakdown of why so-and-so cheated on so-and-so and who I think is right and all this stuff. And I just, I don't know. It drives me insane. Um, so again, I'm going to go to Cameron. Actually, I'm going to go to Ryan first because I kind of know where Cameron sits on this a little bit more. And I'm really curious, Ryan, what your thoughts are, or if you even watch anything. Cause like I said, I really don't know. Can I ask a question before yeah, I give you my please. answer? What is it about, why did you choose the distinction between current reality TV and just reality TV as a whole? Well, because, like I said, I feel like when it first got started, it genuinely was like, quote-unquote, reality, right? It, it felt like it was just, hey, we're going to be in this room with these people, and we have cameras running, and we're going for it, right? Because it was so new, they didn't feel like they had to, like, script it to make it, you know, add the little spicy of drama here. So like, okay. Were they? I'm sure they were, probably. But I feel like the shows today, okay, even more so. Everything just has just like that. the artificial feeling now, right? Yes, yes. And, yeah. and and on top of that, it seems like everything has to have a show. It's like, oh, I'm watching uh, real line cooks of, <laughs> you know, real line cooks of Tallahassee, and it's like, why? Why? I, I don't care. Like, not every single aspect of life has to have a TV show. I don't care about the housewives of all these rich lawyer guys in Orange County. I don't care about these people who, one's a gerbil trainer and the other person's a stay-at-home astronaut and they have a $15 million housing budget. Stay-at-home And they're astronaut. gonna go, <laughs> I, I can't take that credit for that, it's not my joke. Um, That's pretty good. But, you know, if these people, it's like, oh, you, our budget's 15,000 million hundred bajillion dollars. I went mm -hmm. extreme there, right? And it's like, let's look, go look at these houses. Like, I, it's just like, why do I care about this? You know what I mean? So it just feels yeah. so fake for what is supposed to be reality TV. Uh, okay. But please, Ryan, you know, let me know what you're. Yeah, thinking. I got a couple things to touch on here. Um, so if you'll allow me to get on my soapbox here, real quick, please. You're allowed. Um, first and foremost, I'll allow it. I'll go even back as far as the restart of reality TV. I wouldn't be able to date it for you, but we kind of know like the shows well, that we 18? consider, we consider like the original, like reality like, shows. Real world was kinda like, like the yeah, world. I'd say like real world survivor. Like those are like your initial mm -hmm. reality TV shows. Um, but the reason I say that is because ever since the start of reality TV, it's all fake. All of it. Mm -hmm. I know people that work in reality TV, um, in terms of like production side and it's all whether it's like a singing competition or uh, or like a even this something as much as The Bachelor like and I know you know people love The Bachelor that's probably okay, hey, hey, hey. the no, most kidding, popular one that uh, you hadn't brought up yet um, I did yeah uh, oh did you I, yeah, yeah, you said so many sorry um, it's okay uh, just but yeah, I, 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 the one the one I forgot to mention was farmer wants a wife I'm sorry I, that is another one I didn't mean to is that real that. No, I mean it no, is I have, real I have a couple that you <laughs> I know there's a couple that you haven't brought up that I'm gonna touch on because I think it's ridiculous but yeah all reality TV is fake um the people are real the scenarios are fake it's all it's all just mm -hmm. created to entertain it's not really 
-hmm. not really what you're seeing on the screen. So just just to get that out of the way. Um, and and I'm sorry to people that don't realize that, but it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I asked that question about like why you differentiated between current and just all encompassing because I used to love reality TV back when I was like in high school. Like it was like the like we talked more about the Jersey Shore in high school than we talked about any other show that was on mm. TV. Like that was like you know, would come in like every Monday and be like, "Do you guys see what happened on Jersey Shore?" It's like that was the thing that we talked about. Like it was like appointment television. I used to I watched that. I loved Survivor growing up. Yeah, um, same. Like I still I still like enjoy Survivor. I don't watch it, and that's and we'll get to that shortly here. I don't like I. I I still like Survivor Ford. It's amazing. Race was fun. I like the cooking shows, like Kitchen Nightmares. I love and, uh, cooking shows. What was um? What and was see, those Hell's are other ones. I love Hell's I, Kitchen. I could be wrong, but I don't like those. Don't fall into the criteria for me of like a. I mean, it is reality still, show. You know? No, it, I understand. Yeah, right. there's You're different. Talking, there's subcategories of reality about, yeah, TV. Exactly, a very specific subgenre. Yeah, of, so we'll we'll get to that. So, but those are like the types of reality TV that I liked. Um, and then I also watched like. Uh, some of like the crappy MTV and VH1 reality shows it was like Flavor of Love was a reality show. Yeah, um, that one was hilarious. You know, um, there's someone who works at WB now. He's like in his upper fifties. Who was the uh, a camera operator on Flavor of Love? No way. Yeah, he's he's so well, he's so great. I love that guy. Dave is his name. What love was him. the Tila Tequila show? That was another one. Yeah, I think he worked like, on that one too. And bring in ten girls and ten guys and see who falls in love with me. I think you were on that one too. With. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for bringing up Warner Brothers during the episode. We hadn't done that yet. So. Well, sorry. Um, you, you mentioned Flavor Flav. <laughs> and uh, you know, framed Warner Brothers cast member Flavor Flav. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, where was I? I forgot where I was going with this. Um, uh, you were just talking about all the different types of reality shows. Yeah, I mean, there was. Watch it, yeah, you know, yeah you I were... used to watch. I used to watch reality TV. The reason I stopped watching this is like a two prong answer. The main reason I stopped watching is because I got so engulfed in like just television in terms of like content and how much is out there. I made the conscious choice to devote my time to like act like actual productions like 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 i don't want to say real television but it's like prestige tv you kind of know what i'm yeah you know what i'm getting television yeah i just was like if i'm gonna devote the time to watching tv i'm gonna watch something that maybe i can learn something from um so that's like that's part of the answer and that's like the most important one but the real reason i don't watch reality tv anymore is kind of what you were touching on before the stuff that's out now is just garbage it's just mm. terrible. Like you look at these channels like TLC and like shit like that. Like it's like, oh yeah, the pimple pop- popper doctor. It's like, oh, I don't, who, why do I, why would I want to watch that? Or it was like uh, the, the one with the two sisters where like one of them couldn't like her eye, her eyesight is like the size of like dental floss. Like what, it, like what is that one called? Like uh, my like 600 pound no life or something like that. It's like the two sisters that are like supremely overweight and like they got their own show and it's like follow their weight loss journey and like one of them lost like a hundred pounds and the other one is like bigger um and it's like but they still they're still on tv for whatever reason i don't know why um and then there's like uh i mean you mentioned like vanderpump there's that one that's on the boat like i forget what that's called below Um, deck below deck oh it's atrocious just it's so bad i had a i had a friend below deck literally feels like they're acting yeah Yeah, no like you just feel it no it's so bad um 
God, there's there's so many. Um, and, and like the, the like you touched on TLC, right? Like things like where they're showing people like just building houses and whatnot, or like these people who are like, like actually HGTV designers and stuff. stuff yeah. yeah love that like that's yeah. interesting you know yeah no a former uh, friend of the show austin ains was on hg is on hgtv that's so like, I, sub- I think that kind of stuff is good i really think like there's two different types of reality tv there's like the the reality tv with a purpose like things like things like survivor where your goal is to outlast everybody and win a million dollars things like um what was the thing with ty pennington what was that show called extreme home um, makeover. makeover yeah home like we're like there's there's like a purpose behind these shows like like the cooking shows like there's like a it's like the prize type of reality where like there's a prize at the end mm-hmm. of the show that like someone's achieving even like the bachelor falls in this category like there's a goal at the end i think the romances in the bachelor very much fabricated at times and that's very evident based on every time they have reunions like so are you guys still together no we're not no oh okay next well next season everybody um okay uh great uh so there's like that's one like subgenre. And then there's the other one. And I think this one really kind of took off starting with like maybe the Kardashians and it just kind of spiraled out of control where it's like people that have money are sud- people we just assume those are people that we want to follow on their everyday lives. Like like it's the, it goes from the Kardashians and the Vanderpumps and like those like those TikTok sisters, like the D'Amelios or whatever they're called. Like just like if you become like slightly famous now, all of a sudden you can get a reality TV show. So I was gonna say, like, I think the the two early ones, I think that even were predecessors to the Kardashians was uh, the, the the Hilton's one. I don't remember that one. Oh that yeah, yeah, uh, Nicole and uh, yeah Nicole Richie and Paris there Hilton. Was that, that one, one. Um, the Jessica Simpson one, and Girls Next Door. I forgot about Girls Next Door. Yeah, that was another one. Um, yeah, it's just like those things where it's like follow these people in their day to day lives and watch the wacky antics they're getting get into, and it's like I just don't care, like. I don't find like most of the time I've like some of those back in the day, like the people were kind of funny, like, mm-hmm. like the stuff with like, like, uh, like Paris and Nicole, which was funny is like, they're going to go work on a farm for a day. And it's like these like rich daddies, girls, like just having to do stupid shit like that it was kind right. of funny. It had its place, but now it's the Kardashian, like people like the Kardashians. It's like, yeah, watch us argue about who gets to like go to this event or whatever it is. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Like, it's just very like smug in my opinion it's like these people have so much money for not doing anything and they're going to just continue rubbing it in our faces over and over and over again and you've said before you don't want a kardashian to rub it in your face no i don't um no there's uh there's just no appeal to me for any of this i like i know it has its audience rub it in kim kardashian's face <laughs> Cameron, what are you talking about? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Ryan was in the middle of a point there. No, I'm done. I think Ray J had a point too. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Ryan, no, I think it, it feels like you and I are, are very much on on a similar wavelength here with this. Um, again, it, going into this, I was like, this might be kind of hard because I don't want it to sound like I'm coming out and just saying like all reality you. TV. Uh, I didn't want it to seem like I'm just like all reality TV sucks, right? You mentioned some bangers, right? I used to watch every season of Survivor. Um, Amazing Race is still like the number one game show I would like to be on. Like that would be 
if I could be on anything, it'd be Amazing Race. Um, but yeah, when you get to this stuff like Vanderpump and you know the Kardashians and whatnot, it's literally just like here's these people living their lives. They just so happen to have a ton of money, so apparently that means you want to watch them, you know? And I just I don't get that. It doesn't resonate with me at all. Um, so I was really interested in your thoughts because, like I said, I I, I know. A little bit of what Cameron indulges in. I had no clue about your experience with reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, yeah, it sounds like you and I are pretty similar here, Cameron. Okay, so I'm interested to hear what you say here. Okay, so Joel, I think I think the thing is, is I understand where you're coming from, but I also think you're focusing on a specific subgenre of reality TV. And I think, like, just like my opinion, and I, we've talked about this a lot, is when people are like, when people are like, oh, Marvel movies are so stupid, I'm just like, just don't watch them. You know? You watch them. I'm not saying it's me, but like... He's, not, he's not saying they're stupid. No, I'm not saying they're stupid. You have said it's they're stupid. I've right? said that some of them are stupid, and I, you know, there are trends in Marvel movies that I don't like. But I'm I would never tell anyone like, oh, grow up, you need to watch something other than Marvel movies because I think that's dumb. You know, I think that people should be able to watch what they want to watch. There's so many people that as soon as you say you like a Marvel movie on Twitter, they like or like if there's something good said about a Marvel movie on Twitter, they'll completely invalidate. At like be like oh well you clearly don't have a good opinion on movies like yeah I tweeted something about uh, I th- I remember what it was the other day and Martin Scorsese was sliding in my DMs yeah. like, you stupid idiot yeah exactly right um and and so in the, that's kind of where that's and obviously I'm you know uh, not saying that you're exactly saying this Joel but you know we, when Ryan's bringing up all these these types of uh, reality TV that. You know, and you're like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I think there's a, just a specific genre of reality TV. Um, Definitely. That you're, you know, just not a fan of. And I, I don't necessarily think that that's, you know, um, an, an issue that people... Because, like, here's the thing. Reality TV is made for one or two big reasons. Uh, the first reason is that it's ridiculously cheap. Uh, when I was doing my um, the Warner Brothers early career boot camp last year, we had a, a, a unscripted producer uh, on our um, on our uh, in one of our lectures, and he worked on. And there's a there's a show out right now called F Boy Island, uh, which is on HBO Max, and now it's on the CW. I think um, it's just called Max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was HBO Max. Um, and he was saying that an episode of The Bachelor cost $50,000 to make. $50,000 yeah. to make one episode of The Bachelor. And The Bachelor, for the longest time, it's not like this anymore. Uh, most, rea- mo- most One of the most watched reality shows. I mean, you get shows like American Idol, America's Got Talent, The Voice, uh, X-, X Factor. I mean, these are shows that... Obviously, making the sets and creating the sets and renting out the space is expensive, but the actual production is very cheap because the people you have on the show, they're essentially working for, you know, for free. You have to pay for their rent and, or, you know, their housing and stuff like that while they're in the area, but much, much cheaper than, you know, a show like All American, which even, you know, very, very 
basic CW show. It's got a budget of $5 million an episode, right? Um, and so you get people who watch it, uh, who watch reality TV shows, and they're cheap. That is like, talk about profits. And unfortunately, this business, you know, this industry is a business a lot of times. And is, you know, the reason why the strike is happening is because they want to pay, the studios want to pay less money. And that's why they go to reality TV. Um, now, as for, you know, what you were saying of like, it all feels even more scripted. I think that's, I think it really is because just like, you know, when you're talking about scripted content, like, uh, you know, regular, you know, movie shows, stuff like that, there's so much you can do to keep things original, right? Um, because you can take any idea and you can make it because you're using special effects, you're using all these different, you know, tricks, um, even something that's even like a slice of life type of film. You, you, you can make it unique and original for what it is. Uh, when it comes to reality TV show, because people have been watching these shows for such a long time, it's very hard for them to be original now because it's like, like you said, Joel, there's a show for everything, right? Um, so they keep having to up the ante, up the stakes, and they have to put them in situations that are completely, completely, completely false and made up just to make it seem like that more exciting. And so it, you know, back then they could just kind of show, you know, have a room of people, uh, and just have a camera in there. It was like, oh, this is so exciting, but we've seen all that. I mean, how many episodes of, how many seasons of Big Brother are there? Right. You know, oh, yeah. like, um, that's all been done how you know the kardashians there there's been so many seasons of that you know it's only so many times that you can see you know them i I've, i don't know i've actually never watched an episode of that show so i don't even know what they do um go get their nails done or whatever um so they have to create these situations that are different um and so that's where you know they get the the script stuff uh, now I, I think the Vanderpump thing now the only reason I know anything about this is because I have a friend who she watches in so I've kind of heard through it there's like a big cheating scandal going on right now right that's mm -hmm. what you're talking about yeah um that's just you know okay so I I, I just I don't want to really bring this up but there's I can't remember exactly what it is but there's like this like um in like sociology there's like this theory of art versus amusement and the idea of art is something that challenges you um you know think of a film that challenges you that you think is art that's art and there's amusement and the whole purpose of amusement uh in a capitalistic society in the theory is to keep the working class entertained and happy enough to the fact to so that they'll go to work the next day and that's what that's what reality tv is it's amusement it's not art it's amusement um so i mean i don't really know what where i was going with that but that that's the whole point of reality uh tv and so when you, you know, you say, oh, there's I, a theory in sociology and I have no clue where I'm going. Well, I, I had a point I wanted to point out, um, but I don't remember what it was. Um, like I said, I'm coming off of a migraine, so a little all over the place. Anyway, um, 
only about the and you know back to the earliest question the only reality tv show i watch nowadays is um well okay joel i i, I guess i ask you i'll ask you this because i know do you consider jury duty to be reality tv it's funny you bring that up because earlier i was looking up like current reality shows mm-hmm. to see if there's any that i haven't heard of and it mentioned jury duty and i mean i guess in a way you can say that it is but also especially after you see that last episode you can really see how much it wasn't mm-hmm. right it was reality tv for one guy sure but especially the way it plays out like it's still played out like a television show mm-hmm. you know what i mean there were th- these characters besides what they had with ronald they had their own story beats between one another. So to me, it doesn't, even if it is reality TV, it doesn't feel like reality TV. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an inter, I think that's such an interesting experiment. I'd be really, I think there's kind of like this sadistic, there's, I feel like there's a sadistic angle to what they did in jury duty as much as like it turned out good and funny and okay like i mean because in a in a way it is the truman show you know um so i think that's i think that's a really interesting concept and you know is it reality is it not reality is a whole you know question i'm sure well because like i don't know if you guys saw this but like they've been trying to get classified for the emmys and they they keep getting rejected the different categories they release it in because i think they tried to um they tried to submit as a scripted series and the academy said nope it's not a scripted series um so they're they're even having trouble classifying it for themselves (laughs) you know uh so um but yeah i mean i don't know if either of you guys have anything else you really want to say about it i do just want to touch on one more thing you said and then you know we can kind of wrap it up but you mentioned you know how these shows oh they feel like they need to add some spice to things to you know you can't just put a camera in a room anymore because people are over that you need to have something that kind of raises the stakes to go back to what ryan mentioned earlier about survivor like i feel like that's one of the things that survivor kind of lost me on because i don't know about you guys i don't know if you've watched any recent seasons even if it's just a couple episodes. i've never seen a single episode Um, of survivor Oh really? You sh- you should definitely watch some of the earlier seasons. Like it, it it was a very fun show, and it you know it still is. It still serves its purpose. Uh, for me at least, though, when I watch Survivor now, there are so many you know twists, and th- there used to be like one immunity idol, like one hidden immunity idol in the island. It's like now I feel like every season it's like oh there's three or four hidden immunity idols, and it's they've just added so many things to try and keep it fresh, and to me i know a lot of the super fans and stuff like that like these these people that are going on the show now like a lot of the people that are getting casted on survivor are people who've been watching the show like since they were kids and it's like oh it's always my dream to go on the show like these people are like i don't mean this in a bad way but they're like dorks about survivor like they know every inch of the game every they can tell you things that happened in any episode of any season you know and so they they're trying to like stump these people and they're bringing in all these different aspects of it. And it just, it kind of loses me because it's like, well, this doesn't feel like the show that I used to watch, you know, that's where I feel like amazing race has sort of stayed true to what the show always was. Mm -hmm. The only thing they've really mixed up is, you know, Oh, the teams used to be like, you know, families or whatever it was. And like a couple seasons ago, they did one where it was like, it was a, a blind date season. Like at the beginning of the season, 
you were randomly paired with somebody else that you've never met before and you raced the race with these people you know and like different stuff like that and they've done you know all-star seasons and re like celebrity seasons and whatever so like they've done that kind of stuff but the actual show itself and the gameplay itself has stayed the same for the most part which i think is why i still prefer amazing race over survivor you know mm-hmm. um so i don't know i just i don't I think these shows are trying too hard, like you said, to give people something new and it loses touch with what reality TV is supposed to be. And it it just takes away. And like Ryan was saying, it's just so oversaturated now that, you know, you look at like ABC slate and half of their week is these reality TV shows. You know, almost, almost every night they have some form of a reality TV show, you know, and it's, well, especially now. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, you know? Um, but yeah, so, we know where I stand. Uh, again, it maybe isn't as broad as just reality TV. There's a very specific, you know, style of reality TV that I'm talking about. But I'll go ahead and ask for a full refund on this. Uh, Ryan, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'll do the full refund as well. And Cameron? Yeah, uh, it's not a surprise. I'm not going to uh, ask for a refund. Cameron only wants refunds on things that everybody hates, like sitting in traffic. I mean, everyone hates that. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be right back after whatever is about to play. All right, folks, we're back, and it is time for the beloved game that we all have been looking forward to, um, the game that I made up about three hours ago. It's time for Let's Make a Meal. Now, Let's Make a Meal. Here are the rules. I have five of these laid out. And basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give two food items and one drink. Okay. Every single one of these items is sort of a key feature in a movie. So it'll be like, like let's say, for instance, if I said Ratatouille, right? If okay. Ratatouille was part of the meal, it's from Ratatouille, obviously. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys, okay, here is option number one or whatever. Here's the first meal on the menu, and I'll give you the three things. And I want you guys to send me what three movies these things are from. Some of these might be like a thing that is from an entire franchise. You can be pretty general with that. Uh, The first round will be pretty easy. As we go along, some of them might get a little harder. And then each one of those will be worth a point. You guys can each get all the points. So it's not like, oh, if Ryan got this one, Cameron can't get it. I'm having you guys message me, and I'm just going to tally points through all five of these. So in total, there will be 15 total points on the board. Um, and at the end, we'll just see who has the most points. So does that make sense? Does it all sound yeah. good? Any Gucci questions you me. guys have? Any sure. clarification on your guys' end? No. Nope. No. All right. Here we go. This is going to be the first one, and this is your meal. Spaghetti with candy and maple syrup. A leaning tower of cheese, and to wash it all down, butterbeer. So feel free to send me those when you get the chance. I have Ryan's answers in. Cameron's always been a slow texter, so... This might oh, take a while. I should put like a, a, a clock on here. I'm going to give you guys like a time limit. I don't need a time limit. Ryan didn't need a time limit. He said, I'm ready. And he sent me his answers. 
Okay, and I just got Cameron's answers. Both of you answered the same things, which was Elf, a Goofy movie, and Harry Potter. And those are both are all correct. So you wow. each get three points for spaghetti with candy maple syrup from Elf. A leaning tower of cheese from a goofy movie and butterbeer from Harry Potter. Now let's move on to our second meal here. I honestly can't believe I got that second one right. That was a complete guess. <laughs> the uh, first item on this meal is a Cubano sandwich. The second one is a mountain of mashed potatoes. And the third one is a $5 milkshake. And 30 seconds on the clock. 30 seconds might even be too long, but we'll see. Hmm. Told you they were going to get a little harder as we went along. I want to start you guys off easy, make sure we understood the game. Mm. All right. And time. That is 30 seconds if you guys can each submit your answers. Damn, a $5 milkshake? That's expensive. All right. I have Ryan's answer and I have Cameron's answers. So, from Cameron, I have Chef, IDK, and Pulp Fiction. And from Ryan, I have Chef, A Space, and Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, you each got the two that you submitted correct. Chef is the Cubano sandwich. Pulp Fiction, of course, the $5 milkshake. The right. middle one, I don't know if either of you have seen this movie, actually. The Mountain of Mashed Potatoes is from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It is actually a big point in the movie. Um, I have very, seen that movie. Very iconic scene in the it's film. fantastic movie. Um, so you guys are both tied at five right now. As we are going into our third meal. Oops, as I accidentally opened a Twitter notification. All right, our third meal starts off with a pixie stick and Cap'n Crunch sandwich. The second item, another sandwich here, is an egg sandwich. And the final thing to wash it all down is a white Russian. And 30 seconds on the clock. Now, folks, Can you repeat was, them? Yeah, it is a pixie stick and Cap'n Crunch sandwich an egg sandwich and a white Russian. You folks at home, I was thinking about, well, you know, what am I going to do for our third segment this week? I wanted to bring something fun to the table. Um, I like food and I like movies. We all still like talking about movies and stuff on the show, obviously. So I feel like it's a perfect combination of the two. Um, so we will see how these guys do. And I have both answers in. All right. Let's see here. These were hard. Oh, one of them was hard. I thought. Okay, so from Cameron, I got Hook, Birds of Prey, and Red Sparrow. I see what you did there. Thank you. And from Ryan, I got Sandlot, Birds of Prey, and Big Lebowski. The Pixie Stick and Cap'n Crunch Sandwich is the lunch of choice of one character, played by Ali Sheedy, in Breakfast mm, Club. That's right. Okay. Yep. The egg sandwich, of course, Harley Quinn's egg sandwich in Birds of Prey. You both got that answer correct. And the white Russian, the drink of choice of the dude in Big Lebowski. Ryan gets that point. Damn. So Ryan, for the first time, pulls ahead seven to six. <sighs> we have two more rounds to go. 
this next meal. <laughs> Minnie's stew. Robert Shaw. <laughs> and eight whiskey sours. And 30 seconds on the clock. Oh. The last round, I think, is actually fairly easy. Can you repeat those? Yeah, it is Minnie's Stew, Robert Shaw, and Eight Whiskey Sours. Hmm. And time. <laughs> All right. So Cameron's answers were IDK, Hateful Eight, and Hateful Eight. Ryan's answers were Hateful Eight, Jaws, and Zoolander. Mini Stew is the stew in Hateful Eight. So Are you Cameron kidding me? Uh, did not get that choose. correct. Oh my god. Um, Robert Shaw is who plays Quint in Quint. Jaws and gets eaten by the shark. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Jaws is the correct answer. And the eight whiskey sours are what uh, Cliff or not Cliff Booth, uh, Rick Dalton Damn drinks and messes up his lines when he uh. goes to do um, his episode of uh, God Oh my goodness, it. I can't, I can't think believe what it's called. It. The one I didn't put Hateful Eight, I missed. It's so funny to me that you went IDK, Hateful Eight, Hateful Eight. Um, therefore, in that round, Ryan gets two points, so his lead is now nine to six. Now, if Ryan That's gets rough. none of these this next round correct, and Cameron, you get all three, we go into a tie, and the unfortunate situation where I have to come up with a tiebreaker comes into play. However, I do not think that will be the case, because there is one very easy one in here. All right, so well, I suck, so... Uh, but you can still make I'm it so close stupid. at least. I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our final meal is Chilean sea bass, a marmalade sandwich, and Ovaltine. And we will put 30 seconds Chilean on the clock. Chilean sea bass. I don't even know what fucking Ovaltine is. Ovaltine. <laughs> Ovaltine? You guys have 20 seconds. Chilean sea Ten seconds. Chilean sea bass. Chilean sea bass. Three, two, one. Cameron, I need your answer. Cameron. <laughs> I sent it to you. Oh, I oh no, I sent that to Paola. Whoopsie. <laughs> She's probably like, what the fuck? She's going to be so confused. Uh, boy. <laughs> okay. Cameron's answers were Inglorious Bastards, Paddington, and Inglorious Bastards. Ryan's answers were The Menu, Paddington, and uh. Blank. Chilean sea bass 
is what they have in Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. When they are having dinner together, when he's they they first just first saw the park for the first time. They're kind of driving around. They come back for dinner. Uh, that's what they have. And I put that because as a kid, I always thought he was saying chili and sea bass, but he's saying Chilean sea bass. A marmalade sandwich, of course, Paddington. Uh, I figured we'd round things out with a fairly easy one. And Ovaltine, maybe this is a, uh, not a good choice because I don't think we ever see the character actually drink it, but it is a key plot point. Uh, Ovaltine is from A Christmas Story. I've never mm. seen that movie. Really? Yeah. Ryan, I'm sure you watched it on your uh, 31 Days of Christmas, right? I don't have to. It used I, to be on 24 hours straight on TBS. Yep. I've seen it enough. Uh, and that brings our final score to Ryan with 10. Cameron, you finished with a whopping 7, which isn't terrible. Golly. You were only off by 3. You were just off by one full meal. Yeah. Um, so there we go, folks. That's Let's Make a Meal. There are so many more options that I could run with. with this. I almost wrote down like 10 of these because I was like, I could honestly write down so many of them. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We will we'll probably do that again down the road. Maybe I'll be on the other end of things. Um, but yeah. There's Let's Make a Meal. Wow. Do either of you guys have anything that you want to say before we sort of wrap things up here? Um, you know, um, if y'all want to support the writers, you can uh, donate to the Entertainment Community Fund. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, if you, we'll get that link up on the uh, on the socials. So people I have a feeling out. that not only are you going to be donating to the writers soon, you're going to be donating to the actors as well. Hmm. Um, and maybe even the directors, because even though they got a a deal, uh, the directors don't seem so happy with the deal uh, that they got. So I did forget to mention I made a whiskey sour for the uh, occasion because nice. I knew I would be bringing that up during the episode. So, um, Ryan, anything else from you? Where's the no, best I'm whiskey ready. sour? I'm ready to go. Okay, sorry. Where's the best whiskey sour you ever had, Joel? Uh, I feel like I actually had it recently, and I remember saying, like, oh, this is, like, the best whiskey sour I ever had. There's a bar I really like in Hollywood. Um called the spare room and they make a really good whiskey sour um so i'll say that for now okay. right. um there was there was somewhere recently though that i had one i was really stoked about it um king's row has a pretty good one too as well so okay all right um, but all right well if no one else has anything you folks thank you so much for tuning in uh of course you know where to find us at refund pod and all the socials do good things to us over there be sure to check out genre geeks as well as ryan has been a pretty frequent guest over there he is another genre geek um, he's no longer listed as a guest anymore. Um, so he's just part of the family now. Um, and look forward to, we'll have a little cool announcement uh, with the genre geeks coming up here in the next coming weeks as well. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, Cameron, did you have something else? <laughs> Paula just texted me. She said, I'm sorry I didn't text you tonight. I'm currently with uh, my friends Ali and Carla watching Vanderpump Rules. Oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> All right, folks, we will catch you all next week.